So we're going to have a little time thinking about practical ways in which to cope with change first. Then we're going to look at some spiritual helps in coping with change. So on the front of your handout there, it says starting thoughts. Starting thoughts. And I'd like you to try and complete the sentences that are there with uh, somebody next to you um, or in threes. So we've got changes. Now we're all quite different. So um, some of you perhaps relish change. Some of you perhaps think change is really exciting. Some of you perhaps think change is daunting. So you can think up changes. How, how is change for you? What do you feel about it? Then maybe think about the best thing, for cha- the best thing about changes, the worst thing about changes, and one piece of advice for those in the middle of change. Okay, so let's just give you uh, five minutes to do that um, with those sitting either next to you or just around you. Okay, if you'd like to draw your discussions to a close. Now, probably the response to the first, uh, the, the, the words in the, in the blue uh, speech bubble were dependent on the kind of change you were envisaging. Some change is positive, some change is negative. Sometimes change is viewed as a, as a great opportunity. Sometimes it's viewed as a great challenge. Sometimes if it's unexpected change, it can catch you unawares. It can be um, very daunting. It can be something to be feared or something to be relished. But change is inevitable in life, isn't it? We can't escape it. We experience change ourselves, but we also see change in others, don't we? And I feel tonight as if there's a lot of collective wisdom in the room about change. Um, We've already been thinking about it a little bit today. Some are older than others and have seen a lot of change in their lifetime. Some have experienced great profound change. Some have experienced change that has been very challenging. And we were reminded this morning that in the Christian life, we are all changed because The old has gone and the new has come. So in Christ, we we are changed. We have become new. And we are to be changing too, as Maureen quoted from the hymn, that we are to be changing from glory into glory until in heaven we take our place. And that sanctifying work of the Spirit in our lives is to be evident. And God actually uses change as well to work in us, to shape us, to make us more into the people that he wants us to be. So he uses change in our lives to bring about his greater glory as we should become more like our savior. But change needs a response, doesn't it? And so let's think um, just about some of the practical helps when we're thinking about change. And some of these have been mentioned already today. So first of all, we can research, can't we? And if you turn to the other side of your handout, these are listed there. So practical helps. We can research. We can prepare for change, can't we? If, if possible, and if it's not unexpected. 
You might need to clarify what you're concerned about, what your worries are, what might be potential pitfalls in change, what might be things to be avoided or things to be faced straight on. And there's so much, isn't there, that we can... uh, that we can research, we can find out about. You can find on the internet blogs about absolutely everything and anything now. Um, You can read books if you're old-fashioned and traditional. You can go to the library, you can get out a travel guide on a certain country. And um, you can talk to others, can't you? It's part of the benefit of being at a conference like this is that we can talk to each other about change that we're anticipating. Shared experiences, learning from those who've gone before is really important. You can think about, when we're thinking about change in a missionary context, you can read about culture shock. You can read about transition. You can read about re-entry. You can read about third culture kids. You can find out so much, can't you? So the first thing you can do is you can research. Then you can travel with somebody. Friendship is really important at times of change. To have somebody that you can share with, somebody that you can confide in, somebody else who maybe hasn't been through the same things that you're going through, but somebody who will listen to you, somebody who you can speak to, the importance of friendship. I can remember we were in Tanzania for a short time, for a number of months, and the first Sunday that we were there, I had Angharad with me. She was 18 months. I was pregnant with Dillis, and I was standing at the back of an international church, and um, it, was a, it was in a gym, so the building was open, and I was standing at the back with Angharad, and this lady came up to me afterwards, and she started chatting to me. And she asked how long we'd been there. We'd only been there two or three days. She lived there and she said, don't worry, I'll send my driver around to pick you up tomorrow. Her husband worked for the World Bank. And she said, you can come to my house. I've got a little girl who's, who's um, about the same age as your daughter. And you can come to my house and you can, your daughter can play with the toys there. And it was great. She became a real friend to me while I was there. I was reading some of the annual reviews that um, the missionaries are asked to, re- to, to write each year. And one lady had wrote in her review, um, she'd gone through quite a traumatic time of re-entry. And in some ways, she, she was in a, in a position which those in her church wouldn't really be able to understand and identify with because there was nobody else in her church who'd been through a similar kind of experience. But she talked about two different ladies, and she said that one of them was a friend who she went for a walk with every week, and the other was a friend who came to her house to do Bible study with her every week. And those two women were such a great help to her in in working through that period of change. So friendship, look out for people who need a friend through a time of change. Try and be that friend to somebody else when they're going through a time of change. So in in practical helps, prepare for change, journey with somebody else, think about friendship. And then Debbie mentioned this when she was talking about short term earlier. Be honest about where you are. Maybe think of journaling writing down, getting down out of your head and your heart, those thoughts which are going round and round, getting them down on paper. 
It's, it's so helpful to write down the things that you're struggling with in your heart and in your head. And through that can come great clarity, but can also just be very helpful in, 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 in these things not being so burdensome, getting them down there on paper. And it can be so encouraging to then look back and see the Lord's great faithfulness. So perhaps think of journaling. Routine, routine. Think about those temporary structures that will help you to support your life during that time of change. They might be as simple as just taking the children to school in the morning, picking them up in the afternoon. Or maybe daily routine, getting up at the same time every day, making sure that you eat well. Or weekly routine, think about how you spend your Sundays, having that day of rest that one day in seven set apart to worship the Lord. So create temporary structures, create routine that will help you until you perhaps feel better. Right, what about creating good mechanisms, good coping mechanisms? We all respond to stress in different ways and change is stressful, change is stressful. Um, So think about healthy rather than unhealthy or even sinful coping mechanisms. It might be as simple as exercising or listening to music, things that you enjoy doing which help to reduce those stress levels. And then patience, patience. Recognize that a time of change will pass it will pass. It's a phase that will pass. And change will move over a period of time to become normality. And that can be a great encouragement. When you're in the midst of it, whatever changes you're thinking about, I mean, it could be as simple as moving to a new place or getting married or we think about leaving school or a new job or even things like um, redundancy, those kind of changes. After a period of time, they become normality and the situation changes. So exercise patience. And then lastly, know that change is emotional. Change is emotional and it's not just women who get emotional, (laughs) men do too. (laughs) Change is emotional, you can feel tired, You can feel tearful, women particularly. Um, You can feel irritable. You can feel insecure. So recognize that you're not odd during that time of change. People often feel during a time of change that it's only you who's ever experienced these things. But there are other people who go through the same phases, go through the same changes, who react maybe in similar ways. So recognize that change is emotional. So those are just very quickly a few practical helps. And you might have come up with some even better ones if you got onto the the last question there. One piece of advice to those in the middle of change, especially practical advice. But let's move on and let's think about some spiritual help, some spiritual help. 
for times of change. And I'm not going to say anything here that you won't have heard before. Um, I heard um, just recently somebody much older than myself talking about um, a preacher who she likes to listen to. And she said, many preachers remind me of something that I already know. And she was talking about one particular preacher, not my husband, somebody else. And she said, when I listen to him, I'm always learning. Well, I'm not preaching this evening, and I'm not telling you anything new. I'm just reminding you of things which I'm sure you already know. So spiritual help. First of all, remember the Lord. Remember the Lord. And John Mark put up um, the verse at the end of his talk last night from James 1, verse 17, which says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. At times we can feel as if the waves are all around us and they're actually going to envelop us. And yet... The Lord does not change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can depend upon him. In Malachi 3, verse 6, it says, I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. And in Deuteronomy 7, verse 9, it says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love, to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. Remember that God doesn't change. Remember the Lord. Hold on to him and hold on to his promises. And remember that he is with us during times of change. He is with us. In my devotional just a few days ago, it, says, it said, when you have hundreds of prayers that necessitate hundreds of different answers, know and feel that God is near. In Psalm 73, verse 28, it says, But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of your works. So draw near to God. Depend upon him. Draw near to him. Remember the Lord. Secondly, read God's word. Read God's word. Make it a priority to read God's word. Psalm 84 is a wonderful psalm, and it's a psalm of pilgrimage. And it describes the psalmist going through a desert place, going through a desert place. In verses 5 to 7, it says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. All Christians should be transient people. We're on a journey and sometimes we go through desert places, we go through hard places, but the psalm reminds us that in these times of hardship and of dryness, in the valley of Baca, that autumn rains can come, and God will make a place of water springs, and these springs can be pools of blessing for your own heart 
and also pools of blessing for others. So remember that even in the desert, God has purposes for us. Psalm 107, which John Mark spoke about last night, verse 6, just to remind you of that again. Um, I'll turn to it. My writing isn't neat enough there. It says, they cried, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. So the Lord leads us. Read God's word, make it a priority, and the Lord will speak to you through it, and he will bless you. So we're on a journey, and if we're on a journey, Heidi reminded us this morning that we walk by faith and not by sight. We should live by faith, live by faith. And Hebrews 11 verse 1 reminds us that faith is, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 talks about fixing our eyes not on what is seen, but in, on what is unseen. And I think that's really interesting because what do you use your eyes for? To see. And when you look at, when you look at things, you look at things that you can see. And yet Paul is saying that we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So we need to remember that uh, some of the things which we hold on to, which we think are our anchors, which we think are really important, are the temporary things, actually. But it's what we don't see. It's the spiritual realities. Those are the things which enable us to press on, enable us to persevere through times of change. Hebrews 11, verse 13 says talking about the heroes of faith. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. And we're encouraged to look forward, to remember that this world ultimately isn't our home and that we're aliens and strangers here, wherever we're living, whatever place we're in but that we have a home that is secured in heaven. And that enables us, holding on to God's promises, to live by faith through times of change. So spiritual truths, remember the Lord, make reading his word a priority, live by faith. And the fourth one, prioritize prayer. Prioritize prayer or practice prayer. Hebrews 4 Verses 14 to 16 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin." Let us therefore, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. 
And the Lord knew the greatest change of all, didn't he? And David was reminding us of this this morning. When we think of change, remember Matthew 8, verse 20, says that Christ said, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And when we think of change and when we meditate on the change that Christ went through, the distance that he traveled to effect our salvation, the fact that he left the riches of heaven, he laid aside his majesty, made himself nothing, took the very nature of a servant, was made in human likeness, found in appearance as a man, humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. We know that he understands what change is so that we can go to him during times of change and we can be encouraged that we have a great high priest who understands and therefore we can receive grace to help us in our time of need. So we can be confident to pray to him during times of change and we can ask him that he would help us to glorify God and to be blessed ourselves and to be a blessing to others. So it's just a very, very few things about coping with change, a few practical helps, but some great spiritual truths straight from God's word for us to hold on to as we experience change. Remember the Lord, read his word, live by faith, and prioritize prayer through those times of change.